Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV show, Shark Take, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Seth. Great to be here. Looking forward to another uh, fantastic day. Yes, we have a very special guest today, Gianmarco Palazzo the president of the Central America Safety Company, Central America's leading distributor of specialized industrial safety and rescue equipment. He's the president of Cafe La Flores, Nicaragua's finest coffee company and leading integrated specialty coffee brand from plantation to retail. Um, He is also a graduate of the EO, MIT Entrepreneurial Master's Program with you um, and Anthony Robbins Mastery University. He was the first speaker at the inaugural 10X Managua event in 2012. And he's here today talking about his new book, Legacy. Gianmarco, thanks so much for joining us. It's an honor, Seth and, and Kevin. Thank you for having me. I'm super happy and excited. Thanks. We're always thanks. happy to have an EO success story on air. Oh, yeah. We love right. that. Hey. Yes. So where are you living now uh, uh, currently? I'm in Managua, in, in Nicaragua. Oh, super. Fantastic. And you, you've built several multi-million dollar companies in arguably one of the toughest economic environments on the planet. Um, what prompted you to write the book? So uh, usually when we go through difficulties and challenges, we come out with uh, a new skin. And uh, that's what happened to me after I was able to build my company regionally uh, after developing it here just in uh, Nicaragua for 10 years and then taking it regional to five countries, uh, I hit a wall with that, with that company and uh, went through some real tough times and had to contract the business. So uh, last year, when I was closing a few of the subsidiaries, I decided to really document and, and be very conscious about my process. I've been in personal development for over 20 years and a student of, of, of the self and, and self-mastery for many years. So. Uh, I got to the point and my current mentor told me and invited me and pushed me to, you know, really get my message out there. Many times entrepreneurs go through these challenges and we're so ashamed or uh, we put so much blame and, and embarrassment on ourselves. We don't really want to expose ourselves. So I got, I came to terms with that, came to peace. And, and that's sort of how the book came out. And I attend not only that issue of coming out of the tunnel as an entrepreneur, but also uh, six legacy habits that I define as as key as uh, to creating a, uh, an indestructible legacy in your life. 
Beautiful. So um, without, you know, for those that haven't seen the book or read the book, um, let's, let's talk about a couple of the highlights without giving away all the secrets, okay? Um, right. and, I, and I love the sharing mentality, um, you know, as, as a, one of the founders of EO, um, co-founders, myself with a, with a, a group of, of other very smart entrepreneurs, I had a chance to share a lot of my ups and downs also um, and, and had some pretty uh, interesting uh, challenges across the, all the different paths I took also. So let's talk about some of the things that, that you encountered as you, were, as you were dealing with all of this, you know, hitting the wall, so to speak, as you said. What's the first thing you got to be looking out for? Well, you know, I was definitely, I started at 21 years old and I started with $5,000 and a lot of ignorance and undercapitalization uh, when I started my business. So when I started sort of hitting a, a streak there at around the eight to 10 year mark, I, I, I saw the opportunity to be able to take it uh, regionally. And what started happening when you start having success at a young age is uh, you start building up a lot of sort of external confidence around yourself and sort of the top line and, and the, the marketed success dreams that we all have as, as kids or, or on the material and, and the abundance that we search for. And, and that really drove me, you know, I had my path to, to, to my plane and all that stuff. And I was having, a, 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 you know, difficulties refining the business model. And so entrepreneurially, what really happened were three things that were Achilles heel. One was that we had a decentralized management versus centralized management. Two, we were just a few millimeters off on precision on our inventory management. And three, the third thing <clears throat> was that we, we were just off on exactly what business we were exactly in. So those three things created, uh, you know, they sound stupid today, but, uh, you know, you think you're doing a good job growing a business from something super small to uh, a much larger corporate operation. And sometimes you just don't have that skill set, even though you bring on professionals. So it took us, you know, a lot of hard knocks to get to that learning. Yeah. You have an exercise in the book that I like a lot um, called the worst critic exercise. So talk a little bit about that. And then I'd love to tell you how I flipped it out and inspired another exercise that maybe your readers can benefit from as well. Okay. So the worst critic, you know, we're usually very focused on ourselves of, you know, thinking we're the protagonist of life that everyone's watching us, everyone's pointing a finger at us when, when, we, when we make a mistake. And sometimes we also have our ego on the other side that, you know, is saying, oh, we're so good at this. And, you know, I have this title and I have to live up to these identities. So the worst critic is sort of, you know, addressing the 800 pound gorilla in the room. And it's pretty much you write your worst uh, hate letter towards yourself. And uh, you're the worst critic or troll to yourself. And you pretty much get out your deepest uh, embarrassments or shames that you think could be exposed and you read it to yourself and, and you, you go, you go all the way, you know, as hard as it hurts. And then you even have someone else read it to you and you might share it with a close friend or, or some family members. And what that does after you get that out and after you hear that from, uh, you know, put into verbal and written content, you're able to digest it a lot better and you're able to sort of release it. And that gives you a lot of freedom and, and dump a lot of weight off your shoulders. So I think it's a great exercise. Yeah, it paid off. I was 
profoundly transformative for me when I did it. And then I came up with the best friend exercise, which is now that I've gotten the worst, let's write a love letter to ourselves as if I was my best friend. And that makes you feel a whole lot better after you dump the worst critic on yourself. Definitely. You know, we, we definitely need to love ourselves and celebrate ourselves twice as much as we, you know, chastise, chastise ourselves for our failures and our temporary setbacks. Yeah. Now, is your book um, published uh, all over the world now or what, what languages and countries are you in? Right. So right now I published it with uh, Advantage Media in, in the U.S. So it's on Amazon on presale and also on my, on my site. And it'll be shortly, it'll be the publication date is September 19th. So it'll be out next month. Uh, and so we'll have it in Spanish in about, you know, 60 days or so. And then I'll, I'll look for the distribution here in Latin America. Great. Now you've built, um, how did you go from industrial safety and rescue equipment to coffee? That's an interest. That's got to be an interesting transition. Yeah. Well, coffee was something that was uh, uh, sort of in the family a little bit. My father was was uh, farming was one of his passions. So when I came back to uh, my country two weeks after graduating from college, after you know leaving as a baby due to the revolution and exile, uh, we came back and uh, I tried to work with him. And, and after a few weeks, it was obvious that was going nowhere fast. So then he passed a couple of years later and, and we had these, these assets of these farms that were being traditionally worked on and just selling the commodity of the green beans. And what happened is that uh, there was a international coffee price crisis in that year. And these, this in, sort of inheritance became a huge burden. And so we had to diversify these assets and we got into eco adventure tourism. And then we started in the value chain going forward all the way from you know, being plantation and producing on the plantation to everything post plantation, which means you know, all the value added, all the roasting, the packaging, distribution, brand building, and even specialty coffee stores. So that's what we've been doing in the, in the, in the recent years. Yeah, you know, you, entrepreneurship is not easy. Here you, you get this land as an inheritance and the coffee business tanks. It's, you know, you just never know what kind of hand you're gonna get dealt every morning and this is one of the the nice things about eo and entrepreneurs organization do, have you tied in do you have like a one the forum group does that do, do you do that in your market has that been yes. good for you? yes most definitely uh i'm not only an eo but also in ypo so i have two forums right. and uh, i'm able to you know count on those people and and you know when my father passed when i was 24 that was really the support system i had so uh, these organizations, among other leadership organizations that are global that I belong to, have been the sort of support system that I not only created for myself and in, in, in seeking it, but also maintained it and, and nurtured it and in, in, in giving back and being a leader, serving other leaders. So I think these are great organizations and there's so many around the world that whatever fits your, your value system, whatever fits your passions, you need to find something like that. I believe that that's important for all entrepreneurs because it gives you an additional canvas to be able to practice your art. Because if we practice our art only in our business, our business can greatly suffer because of that. We need to come back to our business uh, more refined. It's sort of like your own board of directors kind of yeah. thing. For those that don't know what we're talking about, that, that EO with Forum, you create this network of advisors that meet on a monthly basis. And it's, it's, a, it's a very powerful way 
to, um, you know, have nurturing and relationships and advisory services, sort of your own board of advisors across. across yes, across. I've also found that the vulnerability um, aspect of it becomes a great practice. And the more that we're vulnerable, the more that we can connect and build rapport with others and also pattern recognition. I think that being able to see, you know, different aspects of business life, uh, relationships and other people and other successful people's uh, lives and opportunities is a huge opportunity for us to, to gain that almost free. Super. Fantastic. What are you hoping the book does? What are you hoping people get out of reading it? Uh, two things. I think the, the, the two main words underlying themes of the book are awareness and urgency. The, the average uh, U.S. male lives to 79 years old. I have 37 years left based on that math. So I have less than what I've already lived to be able to accomplish all my dreams and goals. And so even though I have a plan to live to 120 based on technology and, and health and all this other stuff, you never know when your last day is going to come. So it's your time when it's your time. And if we're not urgent about dedicating ourselves to building our legacy in the six elements system that I described in the book, then I feel that we're, we're discounting others of the opportunity of having the best us. Awesome. And for our folks who are watching this or listening to this, where is the best place for them to go? Where do you want us to send them to go get the books? And I know you've also got some resources that go along with the book that you agreed to make available to our followers. Right. So um, my website, GM Palazzo, that's G-M-P-A-L-A-Z-I-O.com forward slash shark. Uh, we'll have a special bundle there for your listeners for a free book and audio. And they just cover the shipping and half the audio. And then uh, if they're coffee lovers as well, uh, we have in cafelasflores.com, we'll have a coupon for them, which is shark. And we'll uh, add a, a free pound of coffee for the minimum order. I like uh, as, as far as the uh, additional resources, thanks. Uh, we have um, upcoming, um, you know, Facebook group and uh, eventual mastermind that'll be coming up uh, before the year is out. So we're excited uh, with this program and I hope it has the impact um, that it can have. Fantastic. Keep us in the loop on any of these opportunities that will, will these be in Nicaragua or in the U S no, these well, the, the virtual aspects will be global. And then eventually, you know, when things settle down here in my country, hopefully we'll be able to do some um, live events here, which is a, a wonderful destination for anybody who's in, in, interested in nature and having a wonderful experience. So, but obviously until that unrest quells down, you'll probably be doing them in other friendlier countries. Yes, most definitely. We'll, we'll find a way to make that happen. All right, well, the closer you get to St. Pete in Florida, <laughs> that'll work out for Kevin. Well, I, all right. I lived in Tampa right. for five years. Okay. There you go. You know the area. Columbia. Yeah. All right. The good restaurants. All yes. right, buddy. Well, good seeing you, man. Look Thank you. Thank you for your time. Part of your future plans if, if, if it makes sense. Okay. Keep me in the loop. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, right. Seth. I appreciate See the time. Ya. Bye, guys. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet.
Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.